This week on the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast, we're talking about being Lincoln lovers visiting historic sites that aren't related to Lincoln. Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. My name is Jeremy. With me this evening are Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, Rail Splitters. And Rail Splitter Nick. Hello, everybody listening to us out there in the wonderful world of the internet. So today on the Rail Splitter, we are going to talk about uh, those times when we have done some traveling, and uh, I think all three of us tend to kind of uh, kind of history geek it out when we travel and try to sniff out historic sites and historical markers and just different stuff relating to history and um, obviously it can't always be Lincoln so uh, what do we do when we go to sites that aren't necessarily strictly Lincoln related um, not to say that like we're like these confused tourists like well, what do we do we're Lincoln people but um, just kind of how often we end up seeing him in places where we don't really expect to um, how there seems to always be a connection when we don't necessarily expect it, um, and then how sometimes we have sniffed out Lincoln in places that weren't necessarily Lincoln-related, at least from a historic context. Um, we'll probably also maybe throw out some travel tips as well. Uh, we are kind of doing a hybrid episode of sorts because Rail Splitter Mary was in the field just this past weekend and did a little bit of recording for the show. Um, which relates directly to today's topic. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over, Mary, to you to kind of set up your recordings, and then we'll go ahead and play them for Rail Splitter Nation. Okay, so the first recording is just, um, it was, I, I stayed with my uh, friend Jeff and his wife, Panar, and Jeff is uh, Lincoln Belongs to the Ages on Twitter. He and I have become quite good friends over the last few years. Um, anyway, so we spent one day on Labor Day weekend touring around Harrison County, Ohio. Um, and it's actually got a lot of historical roots in it. And the, yes, I did manage to uh, seek out some stuff about Abraham Lincoln. Um, so Harrison County is actually, um, it's home to a lot of famous people. Um, uh, John Bingham, actually, some people might not know who he, who he is, but he was presented to Congress and author of parts of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. So he's kind of this underdog in history, and there is a statue to him in um, Cadiz, um, which is the county seat of Harrison County. So I went to see that. Um, I also saw the, um, there's a memorial there. So I saw that, and there's also, um, they have listed uh, Medal of Honor winners um at the courthouse and one of them is the i believe it's the brother of general custer um harrison county uh in the town of cadiz specifically was where this is a huge lincoln connection edwin had a law practice for a period of time and it's also the home of bishop matthew simpson who also has a bit of a lincoln connection too um, while I was there, I did go to the General Custer Monument, and there's a little museum there in a church, and I'm now a member of the General Custer Monument Association. Um, Congratulations. I just, thank you. A card-carrying member. That's pretty awesome. Yes. yes. Um, they are right now trying to raise money to get air conditioning because they currently don't have air conditioning, and they have a lot of important artifacts related to General Custer. So if you find yourself, it's just outside of uh, CAD. It's actually in New Rumley, which is also in Harrison County. And it's just this little tiny museum, but it's it's strictly run by volunteers. And it's it's pretty cool. I actually learned um, you know a little bit more about General Custer while I was there. So um, this first recording that um, we're going to play you is talks about uh, John Bingham and Bishop Matthew Simpson, who were both from both lived in Cadiz, which is in Harrison County, Ohio. And it's just me asking Jeff a couple questions about them because he knows far more about the two of them uh, than, than I do. All right, so we'll play that clip for you. And it's uh, kind of 
an honor to have Jeff on the show because uh, I do admire him on social media, and he is uh, quite knowledgeable and quite a presence there. And I know he's a good friend of yours, Mary, so I'm happy to have him on the show in this capacity. I'm sure he'll probably end up on the show in other capacities, hopefully, as well. Uh, but here is uh, that recording for you all. Hey, Real Splitters. So it's Real Splitter Mary here today. Um, it is September 2nd, 2018. And I am actually at the Custer Monument for General Custer in um, New Rumley, Ohio. And the reason I'm here is because um, I've been staying with my friend Jeff and his wife for the weekend. And Jeff, as um, some of you may know, is also known as Mr. Lincoln on Twitter, or Lincoln Belongs to the Ages. And today we're doing some history geek stuff. Um, so we are in Harrison County, Ohio. And um, a little while ago we were in Cadiz, Cadiz, Ohio. I'm sorry, I still can't pronounce it properly. Um, but anyway, so we were there. And in Cadiz, Ohio is actually quite important for Abraham Lincoln. So first of all, it is where Edwin M. Stanton, his Secretary of War, had um, a law practice for a brief period of time, but it's also the home of John Bingham and Bishop Matthew Simpson, and I am going to ask Jeff some questions about them because he knows far more about them than what I do, um, but they definitely have a connection to Abraham Lincoln. Um, so Jeff, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about John Bingham and who he is in terms of Lincoln and what he did? Well, hi everybody. This is Jeff Elliott, <laughs> very good friend of Rail Splitter Mary. And John Bingham was born and raised in Pennsylvania in the early 1800s, and he later, as a young man, moved to the town here of Caddis, Ohio, which, as Mary said, is in Harrison County, Ohio, named for General William Henry Harrison. And John Bingham opened up a law practice. He eventually was elected as a member of U.S. Congress from his Ohio congressional district. And later on, he became very, very important to Lincoln as he served in the House of Representatives in 1863. He was a very strong abolitionist, anti-slavery uh, politician for many, many years. And after Lincoln's tragic assassination, John Bingham was chosen to serve as a judge advocate on the military tribunal, which prosecuted the co-conspirators of John Wilkes Booth. So he was on that military tribunal as a, a civilian judge advocate, which he helped them with military law, understanding the prosecutors and everything, helping them understand military law. So John Bingham also is a very important figure in U.S. history for what he did after the assassination and the trial. He is the principal author of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which is guaranteed citizenship to the freed slaves. It also guarantees every American citizen to due process under the law. And it also states today, somewhat controversially, I might add, that any person born on United States soil or U.S. territory is automatically a U.S. citizen by birth. That's how I happen to be a U.S. citizen by birth because I was born on an overseas Air Force base. Anyway, uh, so that was John Bingham, and he was he did meet with Lincoln a few times during the course of his career, and then after he wrote the Fourteenth Amendment, Mr. Bingham went on to become U.S. ambassador to Japan until the mid 1880s. And he returned to Caddis in his retirement, and he is buried in the city. Thanks. And if you find yourself in Caddis, Ohio, if you go to the courthouse, which is the county, which is the courthouse for the county, so it's the county seat, there is a really cool uh, statue of John Bingham there. And by now, I probably have tweeted out a photo of me with said statue. So. 
Uh, you can view that on my Twitter account, which is Miss Bellatrix or Civil War Fangirl, and also on the Real Splitter account because um, I will post it on there as well. Um, so the next person that um, was from Cat is is Bishop Matthew Simpson, and he also has um, another. He is connected with Lincoln. So Jeff, if you want to tell us a little bit about Bishop Matthew Simpson, sure. Bishop Matthew Simpson was born in the town of Caddis, Ohio, I believe in the year 1813, so a very long time ago. He, um, he originally was going to study to be a doctor, but he attended a religious revival meeting out on the outskirts of Caddis as a young man and decided to dedicate his life to, to the church. And he eventually became a very well-known preacher he was a bishop of the Methodist Episcopal Church, as it was called, and he preached his first sermon in the town of Caddis. And flash forward many decades, and he became very, very famous. He had left Caddis and became, I believe he was in Philadelphia, and became a nationally famous preacher and leading abolitionist. And after Lincoln became president, Bishop Simpson was a a religious advisor, if you will, to Lincoln, not so much about to learn faith, but to to gauge the political stance and viewpoint of all the citizens of the U.S., at least those who were themselves Methodist. He became a close family friend, especially of Robert Todd Lincoln, and Bishop Simpson would give the main funeral oration for Abraham Lincoln on May 4, 1865 in Springfield. He gave the final sermon to a crowd estimated of at least 20,000 people that day in Springfield for Lincoln's final funeral. So also another man with roots in this small village in Ohio. Okay, so thank you, Jeff, for being um, a guest on this Rail Splitters in the Field today and also for touring me around um, the Harrison County. It's been very, very interesting. If any of you find yourself in uh, Cadiz, Ohio, be sure to go to the county courthouse, which is the county seat of Harrison County. And that is where you will find the statue of John Bingham, as well as the plaque to Bishop Matthew Simpson. And there's also a war memorial there too and um, there's not I don't think there's anything there I don't think Stanton's house is there anymore but you will be in a place where Edwin M. M. Stanton was and I mean how cool is that right to be where these people once were Um, so Harrison County happens to have um, another connection to Lincoln and we're going to do another rail splitters in the field which you'll get to hear after this one Um, but other visitors to Harrison County include General Ulysses S. Grant, as well as um, Admiral David Farragut, too. And Lincoln was here as well. Um, But anyway, uh, also, if you find yourself in New Rumley, Ohio, be sure to come to the Custer Monument that's here. And there's also a little museum dedicated to General Custer, too. And it's um, in an old church. And I believe that Jeff and I are now members of the Custer Monument Association, is that correct? Yes, yes, yes we are. Um, so that's cool to join little associations like that just to support them. Right now they're working on raising money to get air conditioning in their church, um, which is their now their museum. And it's, it's great to see them preserving this history and it definitely deserves to be preserved. Um, so we will be back with a little bit more for uh, Real Splitters in the field today. So um, until then, see you soon. Thank you again, Jeff, for being a guest on here and for all your wonderful information that you've given to the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. So on behalf of the podcast for Nick and Jeremy, I am Real Spitter Mary, and I will be back soon. All right. Thank you for that recording from Harrison County, Ohio, uh, Mary. And then, of course, Jeff, uh, what else do you have for us from your travels? So I must I say, you. it's going to be nice to be able to put a voice with the tweets I see. So um, I do appreciate that, Jeff. See, I've always just kind of like done them in a Lincoln voice in my head. So now it's just slightly, you know, not disappointing. I mean, I don't want to say it's disappointing, but, you know. I was, I was happy he, uh, you know, agreed to it because I was like, well, would you do this? And he was like, yeah, sure. 
Um, so the next recording is uh, from Cadiz Junction, which is this little tiny blink and you'll miss it village, um, which we had to put GPS coordinates into uh, Google Maps in order to find it. And there's a plaque there. It's specifically for Abraham Lincoln, but Cadiz Junction was actually um, a major railway stop in the 19th century. And um, it was Lincoln's only stop in Harrison County. And um, apparently, like Jeff was telling me, that the plaque had moved from the last time he was there. But it was a really, like, travel down the steep hill to get there. So it's one of those examples of, like, if you can find the GPS coordinates for something, it will, it will get you there. Um, and I've done that before, like, at Gettysburg, if I'm looking for a specific monument, if I can get the GPS coordinates... I can find it a lot quicker than just, you know, wandering around the battlefield. Um, but anyway, so this recording is um, just about uh, Lincoln's stop at Cadiz Junction. So it's more of like a Lincoln-related one, but it's still interesting nonetheless. Excellent. So here is a recording from Cadiz Junction, Ohio. Hey, Real Splitter. So it's Real Splitter Mary back again, uh, doing some more Real Splitter in the field. And I am in a little tiny village called uh, Cadiz Junction. And I'm obviously still in Ohio. Anyway, this little village now, there's hardly anything here, it used to be a very bustling railway center in the 19th century. And there's a few familiar names that went through here, including General Custer, uh, Admiral David Farragut, and General Ulysses S. Grant but also Abraham Lincoln. And obviously that's why I'm here today. And there is a little plaque that details uh, Lincoln's visit here. It was erected by the Harrison County Historical Society. And right now I'm standing by the railway tracks. I don't know if there were the tracks that Lincoln's train would have went through on, but still uh, it's pretty cool to stand where, where he was, where he walked. And as Lincoln geeks, I'm sure we all can appreciate that. So I am here with uh, my very good friend Jeff, Lincoln Belongs to the Ages, on Twitter, and he has so kindly driven me around Harrison County today to look at these different historical sites that are connected with Lincoln or about people connected with Lincoln. So uh, Lincoln visited here on um, February 14th, 1861. At that point, he is three days into his inaugural journey to Washington. So Jeff knows um, far more about this visit than I do. He's actually written a blog post about it. So I'm going to ask him some questions about it. So um, when Lincoln arrived, Jeff, what did what would he have like done when he was here? It was, uh, it was a quick dinner stop, actually, on February 14th, 1861. He was traveling with not only with Mary, but their three sons who were living at the time, Robert, Tad, and Willie. And they stopped here probably for no more than an hour and a half or maybe two hours for dinner on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Um, he unfortunately didn't make any kind of major speech when he was here. But after he was done, he ate at a famous, at the time, a famous roadside hotel or trackside hotel. And he came out and thanked the people of Harrison County for their welcome and greeting. And he said that the dinner had been very good, but he was, quote, too full for utterance. <laughs> so th with that, he basically, they waved goodbye and the inauguration train left Caddis Junction. Very cool. And just more, one more quick question. Where did Lincoln, where was his next stop after he was at Caddis Junction? His next stop was in the town of Steubenville, Ohio, which is still in existence. It was the birthplace of his future Secretary of War, Edwin M. Stanton, and also the birthplace of legendary singer and actor Dean Martin. So that's Steubenville's claim to fame. There is a statue to Stanton in Steubenville, and I think one to Lincoln as well, so that can be on our next stop somewhere I down the road. I think that sounds pretty good. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me again, Jeff, for all this awesome information that you've um, been so generous with uh, today. And uh, about finding this plaque, it's pretty hard to find. I would recommend using GPS coordinates because that's what we did. And there's some twisty, turny 
gravel roads to go on it but I think that's one of the funnest things about being um, not just into Lincoln but into history is finding these little out of the way places where you can learn just a little bit more about them or to be where they stood um, you know being in a town where General Custer was earlier today was um, that was really awesome and also to be where John Bingham was from and Bishop Matthew Simpson and now to be at a place where Lincoln was um, although it was very brief he was still here so um, on behalf of the Real Splitter podcast this is Real Splitter Mary and I hope you've enjoyed this and again I would like to pass on a huge thank you thank you to my friend Jeff for um, his his help today and his all his information and just one more thing Jeff can you tell us what your blog is called and what the URL is for it yes it's called the Abraham Lincoln blog I came up with a really unique and unusual <laughs> name for it. It's at abrahamlincolnblog.blogspot.com. abrahamlincolnblog.blogspot.com. If you would like to learn more about this little out-of-the-way village in eastern Ohio where Mr. Lincoln visited, I wrote a blog post about it on the 150th anniversary of his visit here. And... Um, so that's all. I'll turn it okay. back over to you, Mary. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. Okay, so that's it for today, I think. Um, again, hope all of you rail splitters have enjoyed this. I know I've certainly been enjoyed being out in the field today and learning um, a little bit more about a uh, very awesome man, Abraham Lincoln. So we will see you all again soon. All right. Fascinating stuff out of a, um, and I love that uh, way to describe a town, a blink and you'll miss it town of Caddis Junction, Ohio. So thank you once again, Mary, for putting that together. Uh, so what, uh, coming off your weekend, I guess, what were your thoughts on your uh, your sightseeing? I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it wasn't all Lincoln related at all. Um, but, you know, somehow I always managed to find him, you know, in my travels. And it was just neat seeing these little out of the way places that you might not necessarily think of to go to. And it's just really the one for Caddis Junction. Um, I don't think I would have been able to find that monument, you know, the little plaque on my own. Um, seeing the Custer Monument was really cool. Um, I also visited the James A. Garfield National Historic Site, um, which was located in Mentor, Ohio. And I went into it thinking like, okay, he fought in the Civil War. There's not going to be much of a Lincoln connection. But still, you know, Lincoln managed to find him in the most obscure places. And this was one of those places where he actually figured quite prominently. And the Garfield home, like, I highly recommend visiting it. Um, so there's, it was a property that he purchased in 1876, and it was referred to as Lawnfield. And um, when he was elected president in 1880, he actually did a lot of his campaigning from this front porch. The front porch is just beautiful. The whole home is beautiful. Um, and just a little bit about Garfield, I knew nothing about him going into this. Um, he's the 20th president of the United States. He's the last president to be born in a log cabin. So there's a connection with Lincoln right there. Um, and he was a Republican and an abolitionist. In the Civil War, he fought in Middle Creek, Shiloh, and Chickamauga, but then he resigned his commission to take a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. And after the Civil War, he gained a reputation as a very skilled speaker, and he continued to be involved in politics after that. So in 1880, he's actually the campaign manager for John Sherman, who is the brother of General William Tecumseh Sherman, and he's running for presidential nomination in the Republican Party. Well, Garfield ends up securing the nomination quite surprisingly, and that's why his campaign was run so low-key, because he had no idea he was going to be campaigning, and I found that very interesting. Um, he ends up narrowly defeating a Democratic candidate who is none other than General Winfield Scott Hancock of Battle of Gettysburg, as most of us will know. Um, unfortunately, on July 2nd, 1881, uh, Garfield is shot by Charles J. Guiteau, who is a, um, a disgruntled office seeker, and he is shot at the 6th Street Station of Baltimore and the Potomac Railroad in Washington, D.C. And just a few days before I went to the site, um, I found out, I think it was... I think it was from the Garfield Facebook page that they are there are plans to actually put like um, a historical marker um, where that station was to mark where he was assassinated. And 
Garfield died about 11 weeks later on September 19th, 1881, which eerily enough is the anniversary of the battle he fought in Chickamauga. And his widow, Lucretia, and their children continued to live at Lawnfield, and she continued to make improvements to the home. Um, another Lincoln connection here is Robert Todd Lincoln was with Garfield when he was shot. Um, so that will be the second assassination that Robert Todd Lincoln is connected to. Um, so Garfield and Lincoln, there was a lot of mixed feelings towards, like Garfield had a lot of mixed feelings towards Lincoln. Like he supported the Emancipation Proclamation, but had not very kind words regarding Lincoln. He said, a strange phenomena in the world's history when a second-rate lawyer is the instrument to utter words from which shall form an epoch memorable in all future ages. And he didn't think, he didn't completely support him in his re-election, stating he will probably be the man, though I think we could do better. Um, but eventually, in the years after the assassination, Garfield had more praise for Lincoln, stating one of the few great rulers whose wisdom increased with power. And throughout the Garfield home, there are different portraits of Lincoln. I think I managed to find them all while I was there. There was nine in total. And it was just kind of cool to see him in this place where he does, like Lincoln does not figure prominently at all in the tour. The only, re like, I was the one that was asking the tour guide questions about, like, oh, well, where's, you know, did he like Lincoln? You know, was he a Lincoln supporter? Uh, the home itself is very beautiful. Um, to see the home, you have to take a guided tour. Otherwise, you can just see the visitor center for free. And there's also a video to watch there, too. Many of the artifacts are original to uh, the Garfields. And my favorite room was, surprise, surprise, the library. <laughs> and not just because it had a picture of General Sherman in it, which some of you saw on social media. I posted that photo. Uh, Garfield actually wrote his name in all of his books, and he had books on like every subject imaginable. Um, so the tour takes about 45 minutes, and there's also they do different behind-the-scenes tours throughout the year, throughout the year as well. And I've mentioned this in the show before, but definitely follow them on social media. They're very engaging on Twitter. Um, they have great Facebook posts. They're also on Instagram, um, and it's just. You know, whether you're interested in the Civil War, presidential history, and or whatever, like it is a very interesting home to visit. And I feel like I got to obviously know Garfield a little bit better um, visiting there. And just the tiny little connections to Lincoln I was able to find. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed about going there is, you know, loving Lincoln as much as I do, and I'm sure you guys might have experienced this as well, and same with our listeners, like, you look for those connections, and you can find them. Um, and it's just, it was really cool to be able to do that. Yeah, so I, can, I can't imagine, like, nine, nine pictures, I don't think I have nine pictures of my family up in my home, so uh, nine, uh, nine photos of Lincoln in the Garfield home, and yeah, I do think that Garfield... Uh, sometimes is overlooked um historically and you know certainly his war record is because he was a general in the civil war it's not as yeah, if he, he just fought in it yeah. i shouldn't say just fought in it but you know he was a pretty prominent figure um in ohio obviously at the time was a very important state politically um in the crossroads with the shermans because i think the shermans uh certainly john sherman is at least from a historic standpoint sometimes i think overshadowed by his brother mm -hmm. when probably at the time, he probably would not have been because of his uh, place politically. Um, but yeah, I think that that's very interesting stuff. It's always fascinating to me that um, John Wilkes Booth had access, had the access that he did to Abraham Lincoln, and then 20 years later, their secure, the security with which they guarded presidents did not hardly improve. I mean, Charles Gateau, you know, just basically had had as equal access or maybe even easier access to President Garfield when he assassinated him. Um, I do think sometimes that that, that story gets kind of, um, him being a disgruntled, off, disgruntled office seeker, sometimes I think it's overblown. Uh, you know, he was much more of someone suffering from mental illness. And, yes, you was. know, I don't, think he, I don't think he ever had a prayer at any sort of, appointment uh, he had just written multiple letters seeking an appointment and of course at the time there were you know appointments all over the place <clears throat> with new administrations and you know the government was a huge employer obviously um but i do think that like the whole uh he was angry he didn't get a job thing is kind of 
catering more toward a delusion that he had than a, a reality. Um, he was never really a contender for any any real position, nor was he promised one. But um, yeah, that's I, I enjoyed kind of listening to, to you talk about the Garfield home. Um, it's definitely a place that I would like to visit. Um, is it is is that kind of his presidential museum also, or does I know some of the older presidents don't really have a presidential museum in the same way that modern presidents do? I don't think it's the same way as the modern presidents presidents do, or like the Lincoln Library, like that. Um, it's just like it's a national historic site, um, and like, the home is beautifully preserved, and it just happens, you know, to have library of his books and all that there but it's more of like i see it as being more of like just like the museum than kind of the official presidential library and museum yeah it sounds really cool uh garfield's assassination is kind of fascinating because he suffered there for quite a while after getting shot and they couldn't find the bullet they actually like a guy like stuck his finger in the yeah. wound looking for it and that's what they believe ended up killing him because he got affected it got so crazy like like edison was brought in to try to find it um you know with his uh god i forget what they call it like a metal detector almost basically um and he couldn't he was having trouble finding it so i mean he suffered there for that what was the duration 11 weeks yeah so it was a painful 11 weeks and then like, i just think of like chester a arthur my boy uh, who needs a movie done on him had to just be shit in his pants because he knew he was not ready to be president. His uh, his finely tailored uh, New York purchased pants, I'm sure. Yes. He was, he, oh, was yeah. no, he was known to be quite dapper. <laughs> yes, that is very true. But uh, like he like locked himself like away, like during that time period. So I find his story just to be fascinating. So he um, locked himself away, and all he had time to do was shave his chin. Yeah, exactly. That's how much he was worrying about it. <laughs> Nothing so, I'm else. I'm still waiting for my Chester A. Arthur movie to come out. For someone who hates the the, the, the Millard Fillmore as much as you do, I find your uh, admiration of Chester Arthur very fascinating. <laughs> it was like the redemption story, man. He got that letter. I can't think of the lady who wrote him. And then like he just turned a corner. Pendleton Civil Service Act? Come on. No, I'm with you. I was, uh, and I have no idea if there's any tr any any substance to this or not, but um, I'm kind of knee-deep in a history research project with some students, um, kind of as a passion project or a side project, but um, we came across somebody in the family that we're researching whose first and middle name were Chester Arthur, and he was born in like the 19-teens. So I'm like, man, that's a weird time and family to name them name a child after Chester Arthur, but I don't know. I don't know if it was just a coincidence or not, but I thought it was interesting. They knew. They knew. Perhaps. I think well, of course they knew it was after he died, but yeah. yeah. Well, they knew the, the legacy. Yeah. So, you find anybody named Millard in that research yet? I have not. No. Yeah. No. Go figure that. I don't think anybody's chosen that name in years. I, I know no Millards. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, I, be I believe there is a Millard Fillmore Museum, though, Nick. You could go visit that and do some real spooters in the field. Yeah, nothing like going to Buffalo. Can't think of a better place to vacation. <laughs> that one might actually be our first video episode when we've, like, video Nick getting kicked out of the Fillmore Museum. Like, if we could somehow, like, I don't know if they'd be foyable or what, if we could somehow get the security tapes when they kick Nick out of there, kicking and screaming. I think that I think that's amazing. gonna be worth yeah I think that'll be worth taking the time to do a video episode. Yeah. I'll stash a GoPro on me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious until like he's actually incarcerated over this. Yeah, we're like yeah. we were just joking. It's kind of a gag that we have on the show. Like, well, that doesn't yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can do face artifacts. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've talked a couple times on the show about finding Lincoln wherever we go it is definitely kind of something that i strive to do every time i travel to make an effort to try to find lincoln and make a little game of it because like i i don't believe there's a whole lot of communities um in the united states where you can't find him somewhere um there's probably a lincoln street or road or avenue in every town I know there's one in Rockford, Illinois. There's usually a statue or plaque of some sort. 
Um, I and my kids are kind of into going to state capitals. Uh, so far, he's been present at most of them. Uh, he was not uh, like South Carolina and North Carolina. It wasn't uh, there wasn't a Lincoln there? Virginia. There wasn't, however, there's a Lincoln statue not far from the Virginia Capitol, which of course was protested for some reason uh, when they unveiled that not that long ago. Uh, but at states where you wouldn't think there would necessarily be a lot of Lincoln stuff, um, there is. Denver, Colorado, uh, Lansing, Michigan, uh, certainly in Columbus, Ohio, although that didn't surprise me as much. I don't know why, um, but... Um, he is able to be found. So I guess a question for, for the two of you is where is somewhere where you weren't really on a Lincoln tour, um, you weren't in Washington, D.C. or Springfield, where you saw something Lincoln where you were thought it was very cool? I have, well, this doesn't quite fit your criteria, but like visited Kira's brother. This is down in Bloomington Normal. So like I knew there was stuff there, but like we didn't go down there for that purpose. But then, like, we ended up just, like, taking a side tour. And then there's a museum down there because that's where the Ace Circuit, you know, was part of the Ace Circuit, Bloomington. There's a nice little museum with exhibit. Uh, and then that led me to being curious, like, what else was around here? Um, so then, like, there's a couple cool uh, monument statues. There's one, like, between him. God, he's, like, breaking up a fight between two friends. And I can't think of the names. They're escaping me right now. Uh, but it's kind of... Uh, the few statues I've seen that's definitely very different. So he's like standing in between the two, like holding them back wow. um, as they're arguing. Then it was also the location of that speech. I forget how they referred to it, but like his greatest speech he ever gave. And there's like actual no record of it. Okay, like the lost speech, I think they call yeah. it. Or yeah, yeah, the lost speech. So then I went to like where that marker was, where it's just like a big parking garage now. Um, so that's like, like the first one that jumps to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of some other unique ones. I don't know, Mary, if you thought of it while you were waiting there. Um, well, like the one I mentioned today, the, the Garfield home had a lot more Lincoln in it than than what I thought it would. And I mean, I and just jumping outside of the museum world too, I see him in the most random spots when I'm even just out like shopping in the U.S. You know, like he'll be on a beer can, or there he is on a T-shirt again. Um, I, it's just ran, random places that I see him I yeah. can't really think of anything like I mean it, like the Henry Ford Museum obviously has has Lincoln stuff there um just you know Chickamauga had a few Lincoln related things there not as much as say you know Gettysburg um or Antietam would I think it was the Columbus uh the capital at Columbus but like there was a plaque there that said something very simply along the lines of Lincoln stood here and gave a speech on, on whatever day. And like he's one of the few people in history, perhaps the only person in history, where that's there's stuff like that all over the place. And people my certainly me, I'm like, Oh man, that's so amazing. Like I'm like, you know, so what you know, so okay, so he stood here, but like to me that's very noteworthy and I really get into that kind of thing. Um, and then kind of take a minute to reflect and think about the fact that he stood there and, um, you know, you wouldn't really see that. I don't think like if I saw a plaque that said like, Oh, Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson stood on this point. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that makes sense. He's from here or where, wherever, it would, wherever it happened to be. Um, I'd be like, screw that racist. Well, that too, that too, for sure. Yeah. But if you're in New Jersey and you see like a Woodrow Wilson thing, like I would stop and take a picture for sure. Like I'm into presidential stuff, but like, it's just not quite the same uh, with Lincoln. Um, I think my best example of, you know, finding Lincoln is in Boston because, you know, you can't shake a stick without hitting a revolutionary plaque or site or all that stuff. And it's, that's very, very cool stuff. And I very highly recommend the Freedom Trail and seeing all those sites. It's definitely something worth worth checking out the john kennedy museum is not far um john adams home not far either um but there's quite a lot of lincoln there too um and civil war stuff and i think that it's it's a nice mix in, in a historic city to see all that um and i think one thing that um i would recommend too if you're into kind of sniffing that kind of stuff out there were so many charitable groups 
after the Civil War, veterans groups um, and supporters of veterans that erected monuments. And I know that there's obviously the debate about Southern monuments and Northern monuments, but there's quite a lot of Union monuments. Um, we have one in Rockford, Illinois. Um, they call it the, the tribute to the timeless soldier, or a timeless tribute to the soldier, something like that, um, that they put up. Um, every town, it seems like, that I've been to in New England has different ones. And like in Boston, because, you know, the towns were closer and smaller when they were established. So like you can go to Boston, to Cambridge, to, you know, just all over. And there's, you know, different towns and it feels like you've never left Boston. So each one of those has their own Civil War memorial. And many of them have Abraham Lincoln on them. And they're all very, very cool and very, um, they're well kept. Um, so that's definitely something that I would that I would seek out as well. Um, I was riding just through Milwaukee one time. And I saw like a big, you know, looking over in a cemetery. And I saw a big structure. So I kind of Googled it while we were driving. And it was like, oh, that's a, so that's the Milwaukee County Civil War or something or other. Like that kind of stuff is super cool if you're just kind of touring around and looking for something to do. I think that that stuff's super neat. Um, just the other day, I was in a cemetery in Rockford um, working on my project, and there's a giant, just a giant obelisk in the middle of this cemetery. Uh, so I walked up to it. Of course, it was someone who had served in, and died in the Civil War. Um, and I don't think they were from, you know, this, this person was from a prominent or wealthy family. Um, it was probably a veterans group that erected, you know, the, 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 the big monument for this person. So there's all kinds of stuff like that. I think it's very, very cool. Um, just in like Woodstock, Illinois, where I take classes, not that big of a town, very famous for where they filmed Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. But in the middle of that, there's a giant Civil War monument that's still well kept and very cool. So I think those are a really good way to sniff out Lincoln wherever you are. So if you're on a you know, doing whatever, especially obviously out east, there's going to be a lot fewer of them out west, but quite a lot of that stuff, which is worth checking out for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome to hear from some listeners too, some interesting spots they've seen Lincoln pop up. So um, I know some people share that on the Facebook page, but um, I'd love to see where else he's at, especially for some of our international listeners, um, which I think we've seen a couple times from England. I think we've seen him show up a couple times. So. Yep. My, my bucket list is to see a game at Old Trafford and then walk down the street and there's a Lincoln statue in Manchester, England as well. That's awesome. There's one in, um, I think, Austria, too, where he's um, on statue of him. I think it's on horseback and he's like reading a book or something, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's always I, I, I'm super into just Lincoln statues in general because like like now I want to stop in Bloomington because of all of his body of work an artist chose to someone chose to fund an artist who chose to make him breaking up a fight, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. Um, there's, there's like literally I just Google Lincoln statue in whatever town you're in. A lot of college campuses have them as well. Um, I just think that's, that's worth checking out. So you don't have to go to Washington or Springfield to get a little Lincoln. And, um, I think I've told the story about how I was having a really rough time when I was at a conference in Indianapolis and they've got a great Lincoln statue there. That's really cool. Worth checking out. Um, they also, by the way, have a, have a great, uh, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King kind of combined monument as well, which is, um, also super, super cool to see that one. Um, uh, I got some information about that statue. It's called the convergence of purpose. Um, it depicts Abraham Lincoln during the 1850s between longtime friends Jess Bell and David Davis. Oh, Jess Davis. Oh, cool. So, and then my regular about him having the arms out there isn't quite accurate, but um, he's definitely in between them, though. It's, it's, it's a very unique and interesting statue. So, And really, the a lot of you all do some do some great work posting in our Facebook group photos of stuff you've come across. So please do that in response to this episode for sure. But if you're looking for some of this stuff, if you just go through the photo section or whatever in the, in our Facebook group, you'll see a ton of the just folks who have like, Hey, I was near a Lincoln site and, and snapped a photo. Cause there's, there's a lot. Um, specifically I can think of the top of my head that we've seen a lot of stuff from Kentucky and Indiana mm -hmm. Um, and various other places too. So, 
Um, the thing about it is that it's not very rarely does it show up in like your brochures or your Yelps or wherever, like, hey, you should check this out if you're in town. So you kind of have to sniff it out. Um, a good example, like there's a great monument not far from, from where Nick and I are right now in Stillman, Illinois, to um, what they believe is an exact point where Lincoln did some of his service in the Black Hawk War. Um, and there's this, there's a little plaque thing there and there's a thing for Stillman's run with, you know, that, that whole kind of story that we talked about in our Black Hawk War episode, not far at all from, from where we're at. There's a Lincoln bust right in downtown Rockford that's fairly new. That's also very cool. So you kind of have to do a little bit of Googling and kind of searching for it, but, but they're there and, and it's, it's good. There's just not as many, there's not a lot of promotion of it because there's no money in it and it's not, um, an attraction necessarily. But definitely, definitely worth checking out, um, especially if you're, you know, I feel like the Midwest and, and out east has, has lots and lots of it um, to see. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be Lincoln. If you're looking for Civil War sites uh, as well, there's quite a lot of that. Um, I'm hopeful that sometime Rockford puts up an Elmer Ellsworth memorial of some sort. Uh, that's a story we definitely want to tell at some point on the show, but um, he was from my hometown of Rockford, Illinois, and uh, was a very, very close friend of Lincoln's, um, who died very early in the war. Um, as the story goes, there was the, um, like a building not far from Washington where they had taken the American flag down. And when the Union very early in the war had kind of captured the town back, Elmer Ellsworth went and rose the flag above that building again, and you could see it from the White House, and as he came down, he got shot and, and died, and it very deeply affected Abraham Lincoln. Um, so that's definitely a hometown connection that we have to um, the Lincolns. Um, not a monument for him yet, but there are signs of him in parks and stuff, which is cool, and the street named after him. So... Where else is Lincoln? Uh, definitely post some stuff if you think of any. Um, is there anything else, Mary or Nick, that you were thinking of? Or some some type of travel that you did not related to Lincoln that you would recommend to a Lincoln fan or enthusiast or Lincoln lover like our listeners and ourselves? Um, just touring around some of those little counties is great because you learn so much about not just like the Civil War but the people that were there and what they they did in history like John Bingham is you know the more I learn about him the more I see how he is underrated um or not necessarily underrated he's not very well known yet he he did a lot of stuff that had had impact and not many people I I don't think know his name like he's certainly not as well known as as Abraham Lincoln is obviously um but just little things like that, you know, touring around, like go to the courthouses because that's where you'll find a lot of these interesting monuments um, and just kind of Google like Lincoln plaques or Civil War plaques uh, and, and being in some of these places, like being in Cata's Junction, it was just a quiet, peaceful spot and to know, like to try and imagine how bustling it must have been that day he was there. And to stand where he possibly stood, like you just you kind of reflect on, on him as a person too. While you're in these spots that are now quiet, they're now like Lincoln. You'll miss them little villages. Um, so yeah, definitely seek those places out and just you know you kind of have to. It's kind of like finding treasure in a way. I think like you come away learning so much more than than you did when you went into it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. Um... You know, you got to read and you got to kind of look it up, but definitely, yeah, seek that kind of stuff out. And that's, I enjoy that when I'm traveling, especially I find that it's nice, um, like traveling for work, you know, when I'm not necessarily on vacation, um, just to kind of walk, I like just to walk around cities and there's, there's always stuff to find. Like Detroit just comes to mind, you know, I just Google it. I happen to be in downtown Detroit and it was like four blocks away. There was a Lincoln statue. So there's always cool stuff to check out and, and, Beyond just the statues, obviously there's historic markers. I always think it's cool to, to be where, you know, in the room where it happened or the block where it happened or wherever um, and check it out. So there's a couple things that I definitely am aware of that I have not seen. Um, it, like one example is uh, Stephen Douglas's grave. From the photos I've seen online, it's in Chicago. I've been in Chicago, I've been to Chicago a hundred times and I've never gone there. It's on the south side. 
uh, but it looks to be quite an impressive site. Um, you know, I'm, obviously I'm no fan of Stephen Douglas's, but it, it, it would be fun to check out. So that's one that I'd like to see. Now uh, there's a handful of statues in Chicago uh, that are probably worth checking out. Uh, there's other, other debate sites I want to see. Uh, and then, of course, dozens of Civil War uh, sites as well. Uh, so definitely stuff I want to see. And then I know our listeners have been great about suggesting things. One of them is the Lincoln Heritage Museum in, in, uh, on the way down to Springfield, which I need to get to as well. The McKinley Presidential Library Museum, I don't think it's an official one in Canton, Ohio, is also worth visiting too. That's where his tomb is. But the, the, muse- the museum is also um, like Stark County history, which I found quite interesting. You know, they have like a old streetscape there where there's like a general store you can go into and i just i love stuff like that and it was um there i can't recall much about abraham lincoln there but it was a really good community museum to to go see if you find yourself in canton ohio um you know and, and the tomb was really cool um and interesting to see as well for president mckinley and mckinley he did fight in the civil war i think most prominently the one he's known for is battle of antietam mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah I think, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, definitely check out these small ones because there's so many good small little sites like we've been talking about here. And, you know, the more people they get there, the easier, you know, uh, for them to keep those things going. And the people, I know we've talked about this many times, the people at these sites are always so awesome, mm-hmm. so insightful, so willing to answer questions, just so giving. Um, and that's almost just worth the experience itself. So, um, you know, whether you're in Bloomington, Illinois, checking out something Lincoln-related, or you're at the big one in Springfield, or you're in a small um, little town, you know, that has a, you know, just a moment where Lincoln was there. I mean, it's all worth going to see. It's all exciting. And the people that help preserve that stuff, I mean, um, we owe them a big thank you, too, else we wouldn't have all this great stuff to talk about. Agreed. Agreed. So Totally agree. Um, so this weekend I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Springfield, Illinois, so a little bit different than what we talked about where it's not a small place, it's a big place for Lincoln fans. So I'll try to post some pictures and see if I can record some stuff. Um, it is, uh, kind of, kind of bittersweet for us. I've probably gone to Springfield, um, several, several, many, many more times since I met my wife, uh, because her family's from Springfield and we stay with her grandmother. Uh, her grandmother was born in 1925, so she's of the World War II generation. Her uh, husband served in World War II, but um, it is time for her to move out of the house that we visited so many times. And I was thinking about that earlier. I think I've been there. Um, my wife and I have been together for 13 or 14 years, so I mean, I've probably been down there 40 times. I've probably spent three months of my life collectively there, you know, adding up all the stays. So. Um, kind of tough for us, uh, for the family this weekend. So I don't know how much content I'll be able to get for the show because we're kind of dealing with or working through all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I will be in Springfield and hopefully doing a little bit of reflection on all of the times we've gone down there and we'll obviously keep going down because we have family down there and, um, we'll say going down, but it's a little different when we're not staying at grandma's house anymore. And, the house that my mother-in-law grew up in and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but anyway, I will be in Springfield and going to our favorite restaurants and hopefully hitting up the museum and taking some photos and all that kind of stuff down there. So pay attention for that. Um, and I might record a little bit of uh, content down there. So any listeners in the Springfield area, if you see someone who you think might be a rail splitter, that would be me. I'll be around. So definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to getting back down to Springfield because, um, I didn't get down there this summer, which is the first summer I think in 14 years that I haven't been down there. So I uh, will be be there uh, this weekend. Looking forward to that, uh, and also not looking forward to it, kind of in two ways. So, and that's a that's a sad. Yeah, it's the end yeah, of the year. That's, so that's very bittersweet. Yeah. So uh, I've been in that house. Yeah, Nick's been there. I mean, dinner at that table. That is true. That is true. So, um, yeah, we sat at that table and looked through great grandpa John's, uh, war materials. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, but, and, uh, Phyllis, my grand, my wife's grandmother, my grandmother, I guess you could say too, is a wonderful, wonderful lady. Definitely, uh, kind of embodies what, what America's about, I think, with especially that generation. So 
She's doing well, but it's it's time. She's in her 90s. and Grandma know. is awesome. I, I can tell you that. She is an awesome lady. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of that is a bummer. So. It is. It is. But uh, it is also going to be nice to have that peace of mind that she's taken care of yeah. and not on her own. So, um, that will be nice for the family as well. So, uh, we do have a weekly feature on the show called Of the People by the People, where we talk about a social media post that resonated with us that relates to Lincoln. Uh, what do you have for us, fellow rail splitters? Uh, I can go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have something. I just got to get my Twitter up. Go ahead, Mary. Okay. So, ours uh, comes from something that was posted on the Rail Splitter uh, Facebook page. And it's from one of our, um, he listens to, I think, nearly all of our episodes, John Bauer. He's also been a guest on the show, and he had a really great post. Um, so he really enjoyed the Hot Takes episode that we did last week. and But he actually has recommended a Lincoln book. So he took it for, we were talking about how do you recommend which books to re- for people to read about Lincoln? And he answered that question on here, and I thought it was really good. And, you know, he's saying things like, it's important to know the context of the request. Is the prospective reader well-versed in Lincoln? Um, or do they want a more general introduction? And he's gone and recommended um, Abraham Lincoln by James McPherson. It's a short biography, but it's, it's very well done. And it includes a bibliography that can lead the reader on to the next book. It's well written yet concise. And then he also says for a more thorough biography, he would start with Donald and then White, both of which we, um, I think we mentioned on the show last week. Um, but the thing that I liked, like I loved about this post is it just, it's what I love about the Rail Splitter community. Like we're all on there helping each other out, helping each other learn more about Abraham Lincoln and just discussing them. So I thought that was really awesome that he took the time to write the post and I would encourage um, all the Rail Splitters to go read it. Um, he posted it yesterday evening and it's and it's a book about lincoln i haven't read so i think i'm gonna pick it up so thank you for that john yeah that's awesome i saw that same post and um like the thoughtful analysis of stuff we talked about just touched me i thought that was so cool that he took the time Mm -hmm. to do that so thank you thank you thank you so i like that post nick did you did you pull up your twitter Yeah, yeah I'm trying. I'm trying to choose here. Okay, I have one. Um, you this, um, I know. I we we talked about we talk about Dr. Stacy a lot. Um, I was gonna choose one of hers, and I also was gonna choose Nike's post with Colin Kaepernick because I thought that was brilliant. But then I found one that was just kind of perfect. I think. Um, so there was a post that that Stacy actually had retweeted that I just retweeted. Um, with a student, um, that's hard for me to guess. He looks like he's probably in third or fourth grade. Um, uh, it says junior is reading to become an Abraham Lincoln expert. He says one day he wants to work at Ford's theater, any resources you can send him to learn more. Um, and he's like got this huge grin on his face as he's holding up three books about Abraham Lincoln. Um, apparently his name is Junior. Uh, this was posted by uh, Nadia Abdu Rush, um, who appears to be a teacher of his from Virginia. Uh, so anyway, I thought that that was um, very inspiring to see a young a young person uh, into Lincoln wanting to become an Lincoln expert because um, I work with a lot of young people and r- rarely do they say they want to do anything academic or scholarly. It's usually something a little different. So. Junior, we hope you get there. I did invite him on Twitter to be on the show, so <laughs> if he really wants to be a Lincoln expert, maybe he can chat with us about Lincoln. Who knows? Uh, but that was uh, I thought that was a really cool post. Plus, it's always cool when a teacher posts something like that about a student. So, Junior, keep up the good work, man. Uh, I got one from August 29th here, I believe. And it was Ben Holmes, who I believe resides in England. And he was out at a local museum, and there was some type of artifact display. And it had, like, a little um, blurb about the American Civil War. And it goes, the cause of the war was initially the desire of the southern states to break away from the north and become self-governing. <laughs> so um, I kind of found that fascinating. That's how they kind of started the description of it. It goes on and reads, as the war progressed, became politically useful to Al uh, to, uh, ally the northern cause 
with that of freeing the black slaves. This prevented major European powers from entering the war on the side of the Confederacy. So, um, always kind of interesting to see how the Civil War is covered in other countries. Um, and I, I just kind of find that fascinating as a history nerd and dork and teacher. So, um, he posted that. I got a lot of comments too on it there. So, solid post right there. Yeah, I saw that too, and I thought that was well. Uh, yeah, I liked how he cool. kind of captioned it too. I thought that was clever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. I'm also now. I'm just looking at this social media post called "People Who Know How to Pose with Sculptures." It's pretty hilarious because it kind of fits in with what we were talking about. But it's just <laughs> got a bunch of people like posing, making sculptures look like they're either doing something vulgar or funny. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Google that. It's worth checking. All right, um, then we have a This Week in Lincoln. Anybody have one? Sure. Uh, I just saw one on the Facebook page. We're well prepared today. Um, dang it. Have we talked about the Star Trek episode? No, I, I saw I that saw and I thought that would be great. That was cool. Yeah, Patrick DeGeorge, uh, he posted in the Facebook page, um, and it is, A Random Place to See Lincoln? This scene from Star Trek VI shows a painting of Lincoln in the captain's dining room next to a painting of Ambassador Sarek, I don't know if I said that right, of Vulcan. Uh, Vulcan. I probably butchered that, too. But uh, There's yeah, a lot so of nerds that are Lincoln. angry with you right now. Uh, yeah, well, they joined the Phil fan club. Um <laughs> So yeah, Lincoln's in Star Trek, and as he should be. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny and unique. Something I didn't know. Yeah, and I like the idea that um, this vision of the future has people still honoring Lincoln hundreds of years from now. So hopefully that is the case. And if it is, maybe they've unearthed some of these old episodes in a time capsule somewhere and are listening to it. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> so uh, anything else for the good of the cause before we sign off for the week? No, just say hi to Grandma for me. All right, will do. Uh, and I'll post some stuff from Springfield. So uh, for Railsplitter Mary and Railsplitter Nick, I am Railsplitter Jeremy signing off for the week and reminding you to continue to walk the world with malice toward none and with charity for all. And we will see you next week.